so I see this movie, Wonder Woman, uh, I guess a week ago, and, and I gotta say, uh, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was well done. Uh, and the whole issue, and I, I get this from a lot of people who think that um, this is a great uh, opportunity for uh, women's rights, girls' rights, you know, girl empowerment and such. And that the, the success of the movie is a reflection of our society that is now mainstreaming girl power. Okay? So, you know, it's like QED. There it is. Boom. Proved it. Okay, so, okay, I've got two things to say. First of all, the, the movie uh, does not, I mean, you would not take your daughter to say, hey, one day you can be a superhero too. I mean, right? It, 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 these are, these, this woman doesn't make any great choices. It's not as if she's going to, she's fighting City Hall or something like that. No, she, she's got superpowers. She, she jumps over cliffs. She, you know, powers through walls and everything else. But this is not something that you can aspire to. It's not realistic, right? I mean, it's like it's like saying you you have powers of invisibility. Okay, good for you, superhero. But that's not what can happen on planet Earth, as it turns out. Okay, it's, we're not built that way. So what's the point? There's no girl empowerment here, my friends. There's no woman empowerment. It doesn't do anything. There's you don't see her standing up for anything, right? It, it, it's not as if she's saying at at some point. Uh, someone's telling her you should you should be a secretary and only a secretary, right? There, you can't play football or something like that. So it's a very odd dynamic to to think that this is somehow a girl empowerment movie. A movie. It's not. I'll tell you what. A, there is a girl empowerment movie, but doesn't label itself as such and doesn't even think of it itself as such. They don't even mention the idea of a woman versus the the uh, the, the male dominated society. Uh, is the movie Joy? With um, Jennifer uh, Lawrence, Jennifer Lawrence, uh, played very well by her, by the way, and it was a very—it's a very solid movie. But to me, it was more like this is a a woman who has got a great a great mind. She invents things, and she perseveres. Okay, but no one told her you can't do it because you're a woman. It, 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 none of that claptrap, not one bit. And I love that movie for it. And that movie, yeah, I did show it to my daughter, and I did say, check out this woman. Check out this person. I didn't even talk about the context. And I even had my, my boy watch it because it was about business and it's about you know being creative and pushing through. So that's that's issue number one. But Mr. Lurie, how do you explain the dramatic success of this movie? I think it's one of the most successful superhero movies of all time. Here's how. They put in this woman who is so gorgeous and has got such a hot body, right? And she's wearing <laughs> this outfit, which basically shows her, her skin as much as possible, right? And it, so all guys and young boys, for that matter, really love looking at Wonder Woman, the, the character in the, in the movie, right? She's beautiful. I mean, I, I couldn't take my eyes off of her. She was so gorgeous. And yeah, she had a stellar body. Um, and then, of course, they have the male lead played by Chris Pine, who is a very handsome man. And at one point, as if, as if somehow they knew that women might be watching this movie, they have a scene where he's completely naked except for him covering up his, uh, his particulars, shall we say, with, his, with, the, with one hand. Right. So he's otherwise completely naked. And, and he's, he's got a very uh, well-toned body. Right. And the girls are all ooing and aahing. So I wonder why this movie did so well, right? Good-looking man, beautiful woman. Um, I, I, could it be that it's sex doing what it's supposed to do, which is sell, right? Sex selling, that was it. Nothing more and nothing less. And it was just a good combination, and, uh, and for that reason it did well. But it had nothing to do with girl empowerment, so please, don't fool yourselves into thinking that this is anything but, but sex selling. All right. Am I done with that? Yes, I no, am. No, you should be. There's, there's, a, there's a big discussion that could be had on this. Oh, I agree. But we've got other things to talk about, too. What could possibly be more <laughs> one to, important to talk about than Gal Gadot's absolutely fabulous body clad in something skimpier than yoga pants? You want to still talk about that? Of huh? course. <laughs> We could even go long in this episode. And how about that shield that she was carrying all the time? 
Nah. No, but you make a great point about aspirations because yeah. what are what are young girls? So if if you just follow their logic, yeah. and I love following their logic because it's like a Disneyland ride. You never right. know where it's going to go, right. <laughs> except you know it's going to get off at the gift shop. Um, okay, so I'm going to aspire. I'm a young girl. I'm going to aspire to do as Wonder Woman does. So let's just say. I'm able to use some my metallurgical skills and I can grasp some bulletproof bracelets. How do I acquire the skill in practicing using those to make my defense of bullets effective without dying when someone shoots me with a gun? Right, right, right. <laughs> it's, <laughs> right. it's such an absurd thing. It's, yes. <laughs> okay, so... I, and and there, were, there were other lines in the movie where... Uh, which are just preposterous. I mean, it, it, um, okay, so there's one point where there was kind of this mockery of, um, there was this mockery of this notion of marriage. And meaning that what's the point of marriage if you, if you don't get along and people always you know fall apart at the end of it. And, and she's naive because she only comes from an island full of women, so um, she doesn't understand the whole marriage concept at all. She goes, well, why do that? And then, they said, well, you need to, you know, you need marriage in order to have children. This is what the Chris Pine character tells her. And she said, ah, I've researched this. Men are necessary for procreation. They are not necessary for pleasure, right? Like, oh, okay. So what are you doing, Wonder Woman? Are you encouraging girls just to masturbate, to have a lesbian relationship, to use dildos? What are you hinting at here? Because it's not, it's not that... Uh, it's not that opaque. Oh, she's not hinting at anything. I know. It's not that opaque. What she's saying, I don't think you understand that, is that any woman, whether it's Flo from the Wonder Mop or Oprah Winfrey, can acquire the financial resources to acquire a black American Express card to use at any Beverly Hills boutique of her choice for pleasure. Right. Oh, I see. Shopping. That kind of pleasure. <laughs> uh, you don't need a man to earn the money for your shopping. Uh, you can do it yourself. I do think she was referring to sexual pleasure, but that's okay. <laughs> the other the other thing that uh, came out uh, was this um, line. I mean, because first of all, going back to that, this notion of pleasure, like okay, well, men can use the same thing. Okay, in fact, it's even easier for them. They, they, they're not the ones getting pregnant; uh, they're the ones impregnating, and um, they could also pleasure themselves in their own way. So, you know, you, do you want that same thing? If, if a man were to say that, you would say, "What a contemptible man!" Right? But a woman saying that. Like, we don't need men because we can pleasure ourselves. You know, that's like, ha-ha, isn't that, isn't that so true? You know, you can almost hear all the women snickering in that, in that part. All right, and then the, the other thing that she says, which is unrelated, but she concludes after all the fighting of, not the Nazis, because it was World War I we're talking about, uh, but fighting the, those dastardly Germans, um, and the non-Nazi Germans, the, non-Nazi the, the Germans. Iron Cross Germans, not right. the Swastika Germans. Right. And, and she's also fighting at the same time um, uh, the god Ares, the god of war, uh, who is um, disguising himself as one of the uh, British um, commanders. Anyway, so she, you know, she fights and they're fighting evil and such like that. And she said, I have concluded that the answer to everything is love. And you think to, <laughs> you think to yourself... Where'd you get that from? How, tell me how things have, where, where you've concluded anything in this movie where you're fighting all these bad guys that your conclusion is love is the answer. Where? I mean, why don't it just say, I don't know, fuchsia is the answer or, I don't know, uh, Hermes handbags are the answer. It has nothing to do with anything. So these, these kind of out of, out of uh, left field sort of comments really... Uh, find very odd at all. Okay. So uh, I think we're wrapping it up on the... No, I think you're done now. I think so, right? Okay, good. You you let me go, right? Go ahead. All right, let my people go. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, now now it's interesting because I'm going to talk a little bit about what I... it, It was an epiphany I had the other day, and it's somewhat related to this because we are talking about the transmorgification, if you want. Is that a word? I don't know, and I don't care. But the transmorphing of uh, the sexes, right? Is that person a man or a woman, right? And do I feel like a man or a woman? That's all. This, this is apparently the issue du jour. 
Yeah, I, I, just so you know, I think I've simplified the whole thing, and I just call it the David Bowie in the 1970s of the sexes. I understand that completely. Yes, that's Guy, true. Guy dressed up as a girl, Kabuki, sings, yeah. but he's this, but he's that. That's much easier. Right. Than, right. Sexually ambiguous. That's what right. they want to be. Okay, so they say that there are no distinctions between men and women. This is uh, one placard I actually read said, uh, not all women have vaginas. And not all people with vaginas are women. You got that? Is that clear to you? Um, can, can I just interrupt you for one second with a moment of clarity? I'm what? really sorry, and I know those are not your words, but what just came out of your mouth, I, I don't understand it. It's, a str- it's like a strange people have said this, and they're starting to scare me. What the hell does that mean? Right. Well, the, the, the funny thing is that but this is, I mean, think about how bizarre it is to say that if you have a penis, you could also be a woman, right? That, that's the definition because either you have a vagina or you have a penis. So that, therefore, if you have a penis, you could be a woman. Well, what does that mean? In their mind's eye, what is a woman? A woman is a, is a person with a vagina. So it, it, you can't have it both ways. You can't say, I want to be a woman. Um, and so, so somebody like uh, Bruce Jenner, I, I refuse to call him Caitlyn Jenner. It's nonsense. Yeah, we don't go by their mental illness. Games. Yes, exactly. I'm not going to. You remember gonna, slave names? We don't go by the mental illness name. I'm not going to enable them, right? Right. Uh, that's that, that you're only giving into the. Yeah, the Zoe Tour is Bob. <laughs> Caitlyn is Bruce. Bruce. Yeah. <laughs> so going back to Bruce, uh, in his mind's eye, he, he feels like a woman, right? But and he would rather be a woman. Right? I mean, if, if you were to interview him, he would say, I wish I were born a woman, right? A girl, a uh, baby girl, and, and I would have been much happier, right? Okay, so by definition, he wants the female body parts. That's the whole point. And he's trying everything to do uh, to have female body parts, which means that he wants to be a woman, <laughs> right? All right, he, I suppose. Right, so, so you don't tell me that he's the same thing as a woman with a penis. All right? He, he can't be. It's, do, you, do you understand? It's an yeah. internal contradiction of the whole transgender movement. It's fascinating. And, and you, you would think that more feminists would be outraged at this. The same way, let's just say you're black, and you have at your, in your life the opportunity at things like affirmative action or some other built-in advantage within our society that's mutually agreed on right. in aggregate that give you uh, a benefit to make up for past wrongs or something. Goodies. Now, let's yeah. just assume you and I <laughs> put on some blackface, some, let's just say kiwi brand shoe polish. No, no, you don't have to okay? do that. No, no, no. Don't even or, go okay, there because... Okay, fine. We just walk, you just into, feel, you we feel walk black. to UCLA and said, let me in. Right. Why? Because I'm black and you owe me. Right. Well, if they let me in because I said that, right. I would expect every black person who should be let in because of their situation or state or whatever right. to be outraged that I got their, right. <laughs> right. their no, goodie. You, you would expect it. And, um, it, it but it, I thought you were going to go somewhere else, and I'll, I'll go that, that place as well because this is where it really does dovetail nicely into what we're saying. Uh, on the one hand, um, the minorities uh, such as blacks and Hispanics and otherwise, or any other Eskimos or whatever, they, they want to be let in on lower standards on the, on the grounds of, of, uh, of past wrongs. And somehow this will equ- make, make equal all things uh, that were previously wrong. And on the other hand, if you were to tell them, hey, you got in because of a lower standards because of your skin color, they get insulted. Right, you you can't have it both ways, and I I truly feel sorry for the uh, the, the black man, the the gay woman Eskimo who got who who is just brilliant, and they would have gotten into Stanford or Harvard uh, law school on their own merits, but now everyone looks at them, and says, oh, you're here, yeah, but you know that's because you're an Eskimo, that's because you're black, that's terrible, right? But that's another story. They, they they want the benefits of both worlds. Yeah. So like Bruce Jenner wants. You to perceive him as a woman, right? Meaning somebody without a penis, somebody with a vagina. So don't I? You you understand the internal contradiction. So you you the the whole point is that the, the only way to be intellectually honest about this is not to say that this person feels like a woman and this this woman feels like a man because by definition you're saying this this person feels like a a person without a penis. That's really what you're saying. 
that's, that's not what, what the situation is. You do have a penis. Unless you do a reconstructive surgery and put on a vagina and vice versa, you ain't one of those people. And even then, by the way, you're also lacking because those are only superficial issues, right? There's also the hormones involved, there's the uterus involved, and there's a, the breasts involved. You have, to, you have to fake it all day long and you'll never get there. You'll never m- match God's creation. Yeah, all you'll, be, all you'll be at best is a castrated man. You'll never be a yeah, you'll never be woman. A woman. Yeah, and, and, and I think women are correct to say you can play that game all day long, but you'll never understand what it's like to be a woman. You won't. Okay, don't, don't, you won't be able to complain. To use your example, and it's a good example, if you pretended to be black at UCLA and, and you know, looking as you are, which is completely white, and you, and you say, and you try to speak the parlance of, of people of, of suffering as a black person does, and yeah, you know, uh, I was driving while black today and I Not got pulled driving, over. Drive in. Drive in, drop the G. Okay, no, no, let's, okay, let's not sorry. go there. I was driving, let's not go there, because that's, we don't want to give fodder for anybody. It's, I was driving while black, and you know, you know what I mean, guys, and you know, to, to, some other, to, to some black guys, black students there, and they'll look at you and say, what the F do you think you're talking about? Well, that's and they'd be right. By making fun of the yeah. parlance. You know, yeah. I mean, I'm just saying, no, just let's, let's not go there. Let's, let's focus on the, the, the point is that you're white, they're black, and you can't pretend to understand their experience. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And just like um, nobody can understand what it's like to be Jewish in America, or for that matter, Jewish in the world, in the, in the true sense that you and I do. Okay. We, you know, the suffering that we, that how we bristle anytime somebody says an anti-Semitic joke. You know, we think about it. It brings all this history to us that we are very familiar with. So there are certain buzzwords for every culture, I suppose, um, and they bristle. And, and likewise with women, they, they would, don't tell me that you know what it's like to be a woman. I don't care what you do to your body. You're not going to experience the same thing that we know that we experience. Yeah. By the way, P.S., when people look at you, I don't care how nice they are to you. They look at you and they say, you're a freak. Okay? You're mentally unstable. Something's wrong with you. Yeah, and if they're and not. And we don't accept you right. as either a man or a woman. And if they're not saying that to you or they pretend or say they're not thinking it, even if it's uh, Barbara Walters or whoever, Jane, whatever her name right. is, who interviewed her, it, the, Bruce for uh, ABC or whatever, they're lying to you right. or they're lying to themselves. Right. And I want to, you know, you said uh, don't go there with the, you know, uh, snide remark about, say, jive talk or something. Right. Um, I think an important point needs to be made, which is when we say something like, and you said it, but when we, as as the both people on this podcast, say something like, well, you'll never know what it's like to be black or a woman or a Jew, we're not saying it with a negative connotation. Being Jewish, being a woman, being black is not a negative. It's simply a reality with benefits and... You know, yeah, I understand. I, the, yeah. we, we got that point across. I, the point is that you can't speak th- their language, and I say it both uh, literally and and um, figuratively. You can't speak a, uh, the language of a woman as a man. It doesn't matter what you do to your body. You'll never have the brain of a woman. You'll never have the experiences of a woman as a little girl. Uh, the idea of having the first menstruation. You can't experience that. We can't, we don't know what, what that like, that is like, right? And likewise, a girl can experience all sorts of uh, issues that boys have to deal with, and we don't have to go there. The, the, the point is that, that we live in a world of, of distinctions, and it, to be intellectually honest about this discussion, about men and women and, tra- and transgender and stuff like that, you, you can't say, I feel like a woman and therefore I'm a woman, no, no, no. You can say, uh, I don't want any distinctions between men and women. That, that is more intellectually it's honest. It's absurd, but it's intellectually honest. I don't want you to perceive me as either a man or a woman because I feel like I have characteristics of both. Okay? Or, or all people should just be treated as people. That's an intellectually honest position. It's not in... in the clear sense fully accurate and doesn't cover all um, Nor is it situational wise. awareness realities of being in life. You bring up this great example over and over again about why the bathrooms on the floor of your uh, you know, uh, office are locked for the women but not for the men, and you need a key to get into the women's room for security and safety reasons. Hence, situationally, there are distinctive 
realities that make things different. Right. But if you want to be intellectually honest and say, you know, in the utopian ideal, I wish all people were just people. I wish all people were equal and, you know, lived equal lives and didn't have to uh, accept situational realities. Right. Okay, fine. But yeah, so, so, so yeah, yeah. We're, we're agreeing. So that placard that I read, which is not all women, uh, not all people with um, vaginas are women and not all women have vaginas, uh, is just inherently absurd. It's self-contradicting because it, it suggests that a man can, can be a woman and a woman can be a man. But by definition, they're seeking the distinction. They want you, they, they want to, they, they want to, they have a male body. And they want you to perceive them as a woman. And at the same time, they want to say that not all women have penises and vice versa, but they want you to perceive him, themselves as, as a person that doesn't have a penis. Do you see how backwards this is? How, the, how it's, it's, it's like one of those time machine um, movies where you can't really rationalize it. it at some point, you, you go back in time and you'll kill your own grandfather. Well, what happens then, Right internal contradictions. And the same thing is, is true here. And the reason why we're having these internal contradictions is that we are erasing the notion of distinctions, right? And that's the whole point. They, they can say, it, you know, to be consistent, that they don't want any distinctions at all, man or, or woman. This person happens to have a penis. This person happens not to have one, has a vagina instead. And that's it. It's just pure body parts that are, um, and that's it. It's just functional. And no one is a woman or a man. They're just, you know, it's like a Lego set. You know, some, you know, there's a bottom part that connects with the top part, and that's about it. And you choose and redefine and yeah, remake. based upon that. Yeah, right. but, wait, 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 hang on, yes. hang on. So I thought that they don't have the distinctions, but it isn't saying you're a woman identifying with a certain way of thinking and feeling. This is my point. That is that a woman's way of thinking and feeling uh, about herself, uh, and and how gender centrist is that? Right? And they say that a person with a penis can be considered a woman. So that means see me as a person with a vagina. Do you get this? That's right. It's odd. Yes. I've always called this almost like a, the way computer chips work is there's clock cycles. It's like a, you know, an engine. At certain points, these pistons are up, those are down, and then they reverse each other. Right. So they're constantly in flux, right? It's like trying to live a life of logic constantly in flux. Well, it's this and that's not. Then it's this and that's not. And it never allows a grounding moment of anyone to see intellectually where they are. It's one of the cores of critical theory, by the way, to always bewilder and confuse everyone so you can't make a decision about anything. Yeah, it's, and then, it's bewildering. Yeah, and, and there's always been a word for this in humanity until a couple years ago when this word and concept was banned from Western civilization. This word was, that's just stupid. <laughs> Right? Because yeah. you used to be able to see a statement like that. Or the other day we were walking together um, near your office and we saw a car covered with idiotic bumper stickers. The best bumper sticker to slap on top of all 22 of those idiotic bumper stickers is every one of these bumper stickers is idiotic. Yeah. Stupid. That's right. Brainless. But because we've arrived in a state where no one within the authority figure intelligentsia or the intellectual elite can say with a straight face into a TV camera on live TV, uh, that's just stupid. We've now taken away the ability to judge something like this. It's just purely idiotic. Right, because when, when, you can, when you cannot make distinctions, then, then you engage in stupidity. It's, it's as simple as that. Let me give you an example. Let's say somebody mugs your wife, your lovely wife, uh, on the street, and uh, he, he, run, he runs away, right, because he's grabbed the purse successfully. And, he, and, and what do you say? You say, stop that man. You don't say, and, and nobody turns around to you, well, how do you know that he's a man, right? That's, that's really offensive to me. I don't care if he's uh, doing, uh, engaging in a crime right now. It's wrong for you to say, stop that man. No, no, no. In New York, where you can get fined for wrong pronouns, it's stop that they. Now, do you remember your Seinfeld? Yes, yes. Okay, do you remember the man bag episode? No. Okay, the same scenario happens to Jerry Seinfeld at the end of this episode. He gets a man bag, which is that, a yeah. purse, but you can't call it a purse, right? Yeah, that's right. So <laughs> a thief on the street of New York grabs his man bag, right. and there's a cop right near him, and he goes, policeman, 
get that man. He just stole my, um, and he, there was like a really long string of words to describe what it was he was saying. Right, right. And then the cop turns to him and goes, do you mean a purse? And Seinfeld rolls his eyes and says, yes, he stole my purse because it's a purse. Right. That's exactly right. So we, 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 we ha- this is where we, we're getting to the distinction, madness, and uh, to, to yell at somebody saying, stop that man. And, and then be chastised for saying, stop that man. Well, you know what? He sure looks like a man to me. Uh, he's engaging in a criminal activity, but he, it's a man engaging in a criminal activity. And you wouldn't say anything else. I mean, it, it, you know, the news plays this out. Whenever there's a terrorist explosion, right, they don't, they don't wonder whether or not there was a man. They don't say, well, you know, we, we really haven't explored his. We know that he's a, a Muslim terrorist and he's extremist and he was maybe homegrown in Britain or, or otherwise. But let's not say whether he was a man or not. Because, you know, we haven't yet confirmed that. Yeah, they'll, they'll obscure the Muslim thing for yeah, several days. They'll lie about the – or play dumb about the, the um, motivation. Right. Because <laughs> they don't want to say, well, the Koran. Right. It's, it's, it's all this craziness that we see from Life of Brian, right, where yeah. they say, you know, uh, they, they're resolving all these things about attacking the Roman Empire and, and undermining it. And then uh, and it's the right of every man or woman, you know, and, and, and constantly undermining it because they're getting lost in these distinctions. And very poignantly, by the way, at some point they say, now where were we? <laughs> right? Because they lost track. <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter how bright you are. When you get bogged down in all this nonsense, you, you end up forgetting what your main mission is. Yeah. And, and likewise, um, you know, the, the stop that man approach is exactly emblematic of what I'm talking about. Yeah, but the good news is at least the deck chairs on the Titanic did get rearranged before it went below the waves. Right. You know, thank God for that. Right. Um, Anyways, look, uh, we talked about this weirdness that they want to be a woman, this, a man that might want to be a woman. But what version of woman uh, does he mean, right? The kind that has a penis or the, the kind that doesn't have a penis, right? I mean, <laughs> tell us, pray tell. No, right? No, but they want to, of course, they want to be treated and regarded as a woman in the classic sense, meaning a kind that doesn't have a penis and that has a vagina, and has all the, the trappings of being a, of, a, of a woman and being effeminate, right? Effeminate and carrying a purse and such. Well, these are the things that people with vaginas do. Got it? Uh, the only way that they can truly be consistent, like I said, is, is to say that there's no gender whatsoever. And don't worry, folks. We'll get there, right? It's, it's one of our predictions. We're speeding towards that. Right. A Mach 5, light speed. Oh, and, and pe- people are being very cautious about their word choices and their pronouns in particular. Look, it's difficult enough uh, that we already have to say African-American now instead of black. You know, and by the way, it seems like it's people are still not offended if you call them black, but, you know, in an abundance of wanting to not avoid anyone, uh, you know, insult or, or offense, you say African-American. Okay, so now we're all kind of tripping over ourselves as we talk just about that. But that's, you know, that's an adjective, it's a description, but the words he and she, which is so natural, it's like, it's like trying to not use the word but or the or uh, you know. <laughs> Good luck, right? I mean, you'd be, it, it, the mind can't go beyond that. But I, but I hear people thinking that they're being sensitive, and uh, a very liberal friend of mine, and really a good friend of mine, uh, had his uh, son... Um, do some sort of test. I forget what it was. They, they passed either, whatever. And uh, he wrote, uh, look who passed his test. Uh, not his test. Look who passed their test. You see that I was just guilty of my own example. Uh, to me, it's, uh, it's his. It's, it's natural to say that, right? Because you know what? I speak English fluently, and that's what you do. When you're describing a boy, you say his. And when you describe a girl, you say hers. But so this guy says about his son, you know, God knows why he even calls it his son now, um, or why he even refers to himself as having the, the his pr- uh, pronoun, the possessive pronoun. And, and he says, look who passed their test. So, and it was on Facebook. So I wrote back, their test, was there more than one of them who passed? Because you're using the plural, you realize. And of course, he didn't respond back to that, to, to my comment. But he no doubt had thought he was being very sensitive and, you know, not being cryptic. But it, this is your son, though. He was able to say it was his son. He doesn't deny that he has a boy. But he's, being, he's, be, he's saying the word there 
and sometimes the case they, in order to be, what, not offensive to people? Because using a pronoun now is offensive. It's, it's, it's a and, weird and, dynamic and that we're entering. I think the, the, the bigger issue is also the verbal castration of his son. Why is he taking his son's gender that the boy probably enjoys identifying as away from him? Right. Right. Did you have a discussion with your son and say, son, being a male can be a burden. Would you like to be a there? That way we can demasculinize you. <laughs> That's right. So, so now this, this applies to everything, right? And this will start applying, by the way, to everything, including like marriage, for example. I, I feel like I'm married, so that's good enough, right? <laughs> but what if the other person doesn't want to be married to me, right? But I feel like I'm married to her or to they, <laughs> right? I feel like it. So it doesn't matter, right? Who are you to tell her that she's not married to you, right? I, but I, I mean, doesn't it take two to tango on this issue? Yeah, can I? Can I? Right, right. And 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 what she feels—it's what she feels—that she she feels that she's married to you. So there you go. Tough luck. You you have no choice in this matter. Do you remember almost every '80s movie in which there was a guy who wanted a girl? Mm. You know, and the old thing. Well, she doesn't even know you exist. Right. Problem solved. <laughs> Apparently. I am dating her. Like, just my own example. I was in high school with this gorgeous girl named Amy Dolenz, the actress. And I would have loved to date her. Um, but, uh, you know, I didn't have the, uh, uh, the chops. Yeah. to the chops for yeah. whatever it is that right. never let this happen. But now, if this exa- existed in 1985... I am in a relationship with her. Right. Now, they used to call this stalkery behavior. Right. And people used to go to jail for this. Right. Uh, you, know, you know, of Rebecca Schaefer got shot because of this stuff. Right. Uh, because that guy thought he was in a relationship with her. Silly him, you yeah. know. Uh, but it, it, it's exactly that. That's the problem. And, 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 and the, I asked the question, what's the difference? If a, if a man feels like a woman... And we're supposed to honor that somehow. Then why can't somebody say, for example, uh, I feel Asian. I feel black. I feel like a professional basketball player. I feel like a brain surgeon, right? Or I feel married is the example I just gave. What, what's the difference? I don't, I don't get it. And by the way, saying that I'm a basketball player, a great basketball player, uh, is much easier for me to convert to than it is to be a woman, from a man to a woman. And likewise, me saying that I'm black, even though I have you know, no black blood in me at all, uh, it's actually easier. I could do the pigmentation thing like you saw in Tropic Thunder, right? <laughs> right. And, uh, you know, and at least I'll be a guy, right? I can, I can learn the history. I can get involved in all sorts of things. And then I can, yeah. I can embrace it. I can experience, you know, being uh, driving while black, as they say, and and I, and I can experience prejudice in my own way, and then you know eventually I'll get there. And like you've said before, it's a great line in a movie. There's a chance, right? So let's <laughs> right. just let's just extrapolate because it's just an interesting one and it takes very little time. Okay, I don't, I don't only want to be in the NBA. I don't only want to win a championship and be the most valuable player. I want to be a Hall of Famer. Right. Okay. I want to be like LeBron James or Michael Jordan, the greatest kind of player ever, right? Well, there is a chance. If I can get enough money and I can bribe every other NBA player to just let me win right. every play right. for 20 years, I'm a Hall of Famer. <laughs> it can be done. But, and you know what? Being a woman can't happen. Not gonna happen. Right, it's not gonna happen. But the funny thing is, now that you say that about about bribing the officials and making yeah. a pretend game for that matter, why right. not do that? Total right. sham. Right. But but you know, we as parents, I've done this for my little boy who's who's five years old, and he saw his br- older brother who's on the lacrosse team, right? And he's uh, you know almost twelve, and he's on the serious lacrosse team, and it's pretty cool. And um, and my little boy said, "When do I get to be on the team? When do I get to play? Is my game? Am I playing today?" And I just find myself saying, "Yes, yes, you will be playing today." 
And then, and he wanted to know when, when, because he saw the game playing. I said, no, no, it's, it's after this game, there's going to be a special, you know, really important game. The real good players are going to be playing, and you're going to be in it. And he was so excited. And then I just, you know, gathered a couple of parents, and I said, hey, would you mind throwing a couple of shots with my little boy here and giving him some, some leeway? And they said, absolutely. So we did this kind of like cute little thing, and we let my little boy, my five-year-old, kind of take some shots, and he knows how to hold the stick. And he made goals. And we came home and we said, yeah, fantastic. You know, you know, my older son did fine, but, you know, my, but the little one, oh, he, he was great. And he was beaming with pride. In his mind, he was a great lacrosse player. He was the, the best of the best because I kind of created that situation. And, and now that I think about it, it's, it's all this stuff is childish, it's exactly the same thing. Yes. It right? is okay. you, want to, you want to pretend you're a woman? Go ahead. Pretend it. Oh, look, you're a woman. And we all have to... Remember how we talked about before? Yeah, we said, Caitlin, you look stunning and brave. Right, right. <laughs> but remember how we talked before? Like when we actually see a transgender woman, uh, a person, we, what, what our minds are actually thinking is, you're a freak. Okay? I don't care how liberal you are, how open-minded you think you are. You say, what the F? Yeah. Okay? Get over it. Dude, you, you, you've got a penis, and no matter what you do to it, no matter what, what sort of surgery you do, no matter how, how many hormones you take, you'll never be a woman, and vice versa, ladies, okay? You just will never get it, okay? This is the way it works. We speak totally different language, and it's not going to ever change, Yeah. all right? But, but we pretend, like I pretended with my little boy. Yeah, that, they're, that, they're, that they're a real lacrosse player and, right. and, that, and that they're a real woman all of a sudden. No, we're all kind of just, we're like the other parents smirking and, and not smirking, but very pleasantly playing, playing along. along. And yeah. so saying, isn't it nice? Oh, good for you, yeah, little but boy. The genius of what you just said is you made such a perfect case for your, your thesis argument about distinctions. And this distinction in this, point, in this place, this era of the conversation is that the fantasy that you and your little boy live together in that circumstance is a perfectly appropriate one that no one around is going to look at and go, this is inappropriate, that's a freak. They look at that and go, that's a nice dad teaching his little boy how to right. maneuver in the world. And since he's little, like four, five, six years old, he's too small. to. You can't send your little boy out and say, you want to be a little cross player? Well, you know... Well, fame costs, and this is where you start paying. Now, get hit. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, he'd be in the hospital. Right. He'd be in the. He'd be in a grave. You can't do that. Yeah, it's, it's so age, you use the fantasy. Right. It's age appropriate, and he's not yet mature enough in his brain to understand a lot of the the nuances of life. Yeah, and we have a fantasy land. In fact, it's at a place called Fantasyland yeah. where you pay money to pretend. Uh, uh, in an amusement park, a bunch of magic is real, right, and right. you're playing. Okay. Uh, th that's the whole point. Yes, and, and we—it's our our culture has descended into this childlike behavior where anything goes, and and you know you feel it. That's what you are, and that's why I went to this crazy place where where I said, well, you know this this woman who's stalking me, uh, she feels married to me. Well, then I have to honor it somehow. And, or society at least honors it. Well, if you feel married to Barack Lurie, then you're married to him. It doesn't, and, and I say, well, don't I have a say in it? And they'll, they'll say, no, you don't. She feels, and this woman also feels married to you. What, what's the freaking difference? There is no difference. You understand that, right? Yeah. And, and we're all being childish about it. And it, by the way, it goes beyond that because, uh, you know, a lot of people feel like the earth is warming due to man's involvement, right? And it's all, it's, it's really the same thing. It's really the now that I think about it, or that that, that uh, you know whatever you want to believe that racism is rampant in the United States and is growing far worse. Okay, well that's all about feelings. It's right. nothing it's, to it's, do. It's nothing to do with the reality. Just like making yourself, you know, or sorry, calling yourself a woman makes you a woman. It just right. it doesn't all make it real. All these things are overlaid fantasies. Every one of them. These these fan in fact that might be the title of this fantasies of the left. It, whether it's pretending Islam is a religion of peace, pretending that that Black Lives Matter it actually cares about Black Lives, yeah. Yeah. whether the the transgender movement is actually legitimate, pretending that uh, that teaching sex to five year olds is good for them, right. pretending global warming is real, pretending there are no r real threats to Western civilization other than the threat that you don't let 
certain crazy people live out their fantasies, i.e. the transgender, the global warming nut, the this nut, the that nut. Right. The irony is, because we have been, in aggregate, so cowed by political correctness to allow people to live these idiotic fantasies without enough of us, like you and I, looking them down the eye and saying, you know what, you're an idiot. This is stupid. Right. End it now. They are causing this not fantasy, but real, beautiful, utopian place called Western civilization be threatened. Yeah, to fall, to fall yeah. apart. We, we had a conversation about someone in our, in our lives recently. Um, we're not going to say his name, but he— Their name. Uh, its name, because, uh, <laughs> because we disagree politically with this person. And I was thinking deeply—and you know who I'm talking about. I was thinking deeply about this the other day, thinking how this person has the best of intentions but does not understand, through because he engages in static thinking, that the world is a dynamic place. And if Western civilization, which allows us the freedom and safety we enjoy, if it's not defended, it will be destroyed. And it has to be actively defended. And the people engaging in these idiotic fantasies are doing the, the non-active defense of Western yeah. civilization yeah. that gives them the place, the context to have their fantasy. You know, it's interesting because it's all about the distinctions at the end of the day. Because if you, once you start wiping out distinctions, you are really asking people to engage in a childish uh, world in the first place, right? That That's almost the definition of, of, of being a child. They, they don't understand the distinctions. And one of your jobs as a parent is to help them understand distinctions, right? This is, stra- this is a stranger. This is a relative. This is a friend. Okay? This is, that's a teacher. You're a student. This is an older person. You treat them with respect. And you're a young person. You, this is a, a boy and this is a girl. Right? And this is... Uh, this is science and this is faith. Whatever you want to say, that yeah. there are distinctions. This is a red light, stop. Right. Green light, cross. Right. So, so yeah. yeah, it's all. A, but, but what they're doing uh, is just blurring all these things, so that they're all descending back to the childlike state, and that's why maybe it was good. It was really by by serendipity that we talked about my my little boy and faking this this big championship lacrosse game because it's exactly what we're doing with all these these people, the, these transgenders in particular for now, but anybody else doing something similar because at some point they'll be saying, why not? Why can't I claim that I'm married to, uh, you know, why can't I claim that I'm, I'm married to Wonder Woman, the, the, the girl who plays her, because she's totally foxy, going back to the Wonder Woman situation, right? <laughs> right. She's, she's unbelievably beautiful, um, she's not as beautiful as my wife, so I guess I'm I'm very happy to say that uh, I'm married to my wife. But if, but if I were to be a, a single guy, somebody not married to my my present beautiful wife, I, why can't I say that I'm married to her? Because I feel like it. What, who are you to tell me that I'm not? And by the way, what harm is it to you for me to say that I'm married to uh, Galit? Uh, forget Gal, Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. Yeah, Galit yeah. is her full name. Right. So um, why can't I say that? Uh, am I harming you? Am, am I offending you in any way? No, of course not. So therefore, it's okay. That's that's the standard, by the way, of all atheists out there and all liberals. They believe that so long as you're not directly affecting somebody, it shouldn't be illegal. So that's why drugs are okay, you understand. That's why marijuana and such like that. Although for some reason, cigarettes should be illegal. But okay. <laughs> all right. So we're, we're getting to this strange place where... It's not just the erasure, the erasing of distinctions, Ari. It's also the, the, the notion of no longer delaying self-gratification. Okay? So I'm going to say something, a prediction. You tell me if I'm off, but I think I'm right. At okay, some point... I will, let me pre-criticize your prediction and just say it's going to happen a lot faster than you're going to... That's true. That's, that's the true. one thing I know is going to happen. Well, right. look, I, I never thought... Look, you're right. We never thought, we did predict that this gender business would, would come into play. We didn't expect it this quickly. You're absolutely right. And it really is institutionalized. Yeah, as soon of, as they got so, gay marriage legalized, boom! They had to move on to something. <laughs> yeah. So, um, it, you know, it would have been great if it were just not, you know, not legal and it was just still a fight among the states and such like that, because then we would still be arguing about, about gay marriage, transgenderism. It, it was just the next thing they had to go to. They, they, it's like going in the pantry... And saying, what else do I have, you know, to eat here? I'm hungry, right? It's a hungry monster. 
and they're they're picking through here. No, no, no chips here. No, no pretzels. Uh, you know, no peanuts. God darn it! What? A, well, I'll try these mothballs because there's something in there. I was gonna say we can try some tinfoil. Yeah, tinfoil. Yeah. So anyway, what's your prediction? My okay. The prediction is this: it's self gratification. It's you can see this as a trend toward the erasure of the racing, the racing of of delaying self gratification. Go with whatever you feel like it. You feel like a woman, go ahead, go for it. You you feel like uh, not dressing nicely, fine, go ahead. You you don't feel like uh, saying speaking nice, nicely to somebody, and uh, go ahead. You want to swear, go ahead. Right? The 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 erasing of all self gratification. Here's what I'm worried about, and here's what I think is going to happen. I don't know. I'm going to say within ten years, you're going to start hearing people say that it's okay. For little Johnny to masturbate in public, okay, that, especially in schools, okay. Johnny is it's now. It's so funny you said wait, that wait, wait, because on, I was actually picturing that you might say that. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Well, because it's self gratification, <laughs> delaying self gratification, right? So, well, you know what? He's, you know, he's a sexually uh, charged man. He's going through puberty. Um, you know, and it could be for a girl Similar also. Similar to the Muslim who molested or, excuse me, raped a little boy in Austria right. and then told the judge, I'm sorry, I had a sexual emergency. Yeah, and he really believed it. Yes. He thought that the judge would understand that. And then the judge was lenient on him because the judge understood. <laughs> oh, so horrific. Which, by the way, is not a joke. That's it's not, It actually, actually happened. happened. I know, I know, I know. So it's you're terrible. absolutely right. right. So th- that's what I'm concerned about. I, I think because... Look, that, that's the last kind of frontier of um, maintaining the delay of se- sexual gratification. But, but, and hear me out as to why I think that this is going to start playing out. By the way, before you say, come on, Barack, you're going crazy. This, well, hold on. I've never said that. No, you haven't the, said uh, that. The, uh, the talking, listeners think it. I'm talking to the listeners. From time to time. But, before yeah. the listeners say, Barack, you're going, you know, this is, you know, we appreciate a lot of your thinking. The analysis is good. We get really nice emails and such. But. This one, you, you went too far. It's too crazy. I can't imagine that ever happening. But by the way, but we said the same thing about the transgender movement. We're saying a, a lot of things about the, 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 polyg- the, the polygamous movement. That's going to happen too. But it has to happen. If you don't, if you, if you strip away the veneer of delaying self-gratification, then it has to happen. You, 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 got, well, you, you got that. Yes. Now, now. now now, hear me out on this one, my friends, my listeners. Not Ari agrees with me, but, but listeners, I want you to understand this. If you have a... We'll just use a boy for this example, okay? And this boy decides he wants to masturbate on uh, school grounds right there and then. He doesn't, you know, doesn't want to be shamed by having to do it in the boy's bathroom. Uh, he doesn't want to be shamed to, by having to, to feel like it's bad to do it uh, only in the privacy of his own bedroom in his own home. Or the library books in the library aisle or behind a tree or yeah, any other place yeah, why, why, a boy may masturbate. Yeah. Yes. Why should he hide his joy of his own body? It's, it's a very natural feeling. That's what they'll say. And, and by the way, he's not raping anybody, right? He's just whipping it out, so to speak, and uh, having a good time with himself and enjoying the, the pleasures of the day. So what's wrong with that? And he's not harming anyone, right? Not harming. That's, that's the theory. Not harming anyone. Well, then you can go and you can say, well, of course he's harming somebody. He's, um, uh, you know, little girls are seeing this, little boys are seeing this for that matter. And it's uh, impressionable young minds. Oh, okay. Well, what if it's uh, just, you know, it's, at a high, it's a high school, right? Yeah. Where there's no young kids there. They're all uh, mature enough. At least they're post-puberty. And uh, they all understand each other in that department. But, okay, well, what's your excuse then? Yeah, well, I I don't think you even have to go to the high school excuse. No, you don't. It's more simple because you know they're thinking, well, we'll just eliminate the shame in it. Everyone will do it. And you're more right than you know. If you study in recent developments about artificial intelligence or where technologists and some future thinkers, mostly liberal ones, think 
the world is heading in the next 50 to 100 years is what they call a point of singularity. Think of it like a benevolent scenario for Terminator, where machines have complete intelligence, and machines do everything, including practice law, including write dissertations on this. They do all the research. They develop all the products. They, they do all the science. And human beings are treated as exalted gods by these machines that worship us as their creators, right? And what's the human's role in this wonderful world of artificial intelligence singularity? Pleasure. Nothing but pleasure. But because of nanotechnology and the artificial intelligence of the, the machines and all this stuff, they're able to allow us to live a life. I've heard this talked about seriously by some future thinkers. Do you remember a Saturday, Saturday Night Live monologue done by Steve Martin, in which he talks, it opens with a very, fa it's a very famous point. He goes, I just want to say, I have a fantasy. I have a wish. I want to hear all the boys and girls around the world singing and laughing all day long. And then he goes into more and more extreme desires, including receiving a million dollars from every person on planet Earth, being able to be stoned all day long. And his final one, and this is it. And I want to be able to experience month-long orgasms for the rest of my life. Right. That's it. Right. The moment of singularity that these leftist idiots dream about is a life. And think of how actually unrewarding this would be for a human being to essentially feel the orgasmic bliss of a heroin rush for months at a time while you're exalted and kept alive in a state of shielded bliss right. by these machines that do everything for you. Right. There are more than a few movies that talk about this uh, sort of thing. Uh, Surrogates is, comes to mind yes. right away. Not, not necessarily a good movie, but it, that, that was the premise of it. And, uh, yeah, of course, I, they like that your, your choice of words because you ask a liberal what is their ultimate endgame, and it has to be uh, all about pleasure at the end of the day because um, it's like the evil question, like uh, what, what constitutes evil for you? Because they always say, uh, how can there be a god? I'm talking about atheists now at this point. How can there be a God when there's evil in the world when there's such, you know, what, what Hitler did was so terrible? So then I pretend with them, I say, because I, I delve, with, delve into this argument, I say, all right, let's pretend that somehow God makes it impossible for us to engage in genocide as a species so that no Hitler could have done what he did um, and no mass murder for that matter. Okay, great. So now we just have regular murder, right? And then... It, in a world where there's only regular murder, like one-on-one -on -one from time to time. Yeah, point-to-point -point murder. Yeah. Uh, so the atheist will say, how can you live in a world? How can we, there be God? Because remember, he doesn't remember that we, we created this different world because he wouldn't have that collective memory. How can there be a God when murder happens, right? So you say, okay, we'll wipe that out. Okay, now there's no murder. There's no genocide. Again, it's a world that from the beginning of time, God, so the only bad things that can happen are theft and rape and, you know, bullying and things like that. And so you go down the line like this, you understand? To the point that the atheist will say, how can there be a God if there's people suffering from stubbed toes, right? That's how, how ridiculous it gets. Yeah, they right? start to eliminate every human experience until the only human experience left is, well, basically nothing. Nothing. So, so of course, it's an absurd argument. I mean, it's a good argument. It, it brings down the, thing, the, the point to the point of, because you, you have to explain. Yes, you have to explain evil to some extent, but how do you explain all the good in the world? And maybe there is a purpose after all. And that your argument, that how can there be a God with, you know, when, when there is evil in the world like that, you can, you can address it. That's the point. And they don't think it through. How, how do you, Yeah, they're never able to conclude that the proof of God actually is that people from time to time in miraculous situations rise up to confront evil, and that's their purpose right. in life. That's right. Whether it's Jesus, Moses, Ronald Reagan, well, com well, com confrontation, confrontation itself would be an evil that they would, would rally against. They would say, how can there be a God when I have to pay my taxes or I, when I have to... Uh, you know, I don't know, open the door for somebody or, 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 right. or, 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 you know, when I have to brush my teeth. I mean, how can there be a God to do this? Now, let me get back to the main point because I don't, I don't want to delve into this uh, sidetrack here. I'm giving an example, an analogy, because for your point, which is about the notion of pleasure, right? And it would all descend to that point because at some point, you, you, you know, life is so unpleasant. Uh, we don't want to have to lick our own, 
our envelopes, right? So now we have emails. You don't have to lick envelopes anymore. You don't have to put even a stamp on an envelope for that matter. You don't have to remember somebody's mailing address anymore. You just and, and their email addresses flush out, right? And then uh, and now, you know, in the old days when the web first started, the internet first started, you know, I was happy with uh, the little kind of telephone line connections and it would take, you know, a full minute to download a web page. And, and now it's just like zing, it goes right away. Everything's faster and more pleasant and cheaper and, and all the good things. Um, you don't have to uh, go to the library even to get a book anymore. Uh, in fact, forget about books. Anything that you want can be delivered by Amazon or some such. And um, everything's much more convenient than it used to be. All right, so take this to the natural extreme. Everything that we do is a burden, in, in a sense, to the liberal mindset. So they want to get rid of that burden. And no matter what you do, even going from, you know, at the end of the day, when you get rid of all the, the, the problems in the world and all the, the things that would otherwise avoid you from getting pleasure, well, they would be upset that you would even have to get, from, get up from your bed from one room to the other room uh, because, well, why should you have to do that? That's right. When you could just stay in your bed and we'll pump you full of oxygen and minerals and, and stuff like that so we can prolong your life. Yeah, and we'll flush, we'll project beautiful images through into your eyes, into your brain. We'll give you beautiful sounds through your ears. We'll give you the most awesome pleasure without withdrawals from a certain combination of perfect drugs that mimic a perfect orgasm. And you know what? You don't need to... To achieve that incredible orgasm, but reproduce. You right. don't, we don't need you anymore. We'll so, just keep you alive yeah, yeah. forever. So, so my liberal listener friends, you you're, you're again are saying this is ridiculous, Barack and Ari. It's not, and I'll tell you why. Because I now ask you, at what point do you think that um, we, we really do need to have certain con- uh, conflict, that we, certain, that we need to have certain obstacles in our lives? Because I, I'm telling you, and Ari, I know you agree. Obstacles are the stuff of life. You know, it, it's what makes us, and you know, our fears, our hopes, and anxieties. These are the things that kind of move us forward, compel us forward. Not necessarily just to make it easier. I mean, Stephen Jobs shouldn't have made. Who knows why he made the iPhone? It certainly has made life a lot more pleasant in so many ways, from an entertainment point of view, and from a music point of view, and for information point of view, uh, and a speed point of view. But you should be doing it in the quest to find God, right? Not just because you want to make things easier so that you can, you know, have orgasms, you know, perpetually. How that's, do you know that's what I did with my iPad? Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Right, but, but, yeah. but that's the point. And, and yeah. I, I ask you, at what point, my liberal friends, and this is only to the liberals, at what point do you think we need to have some sort of anxiety, some sort of obstacle, some sort of pushback that we have to conquer? Tell me. Because I don't know that you've thought that through. Just give me an example of that. Think it. And, and you won't be able to, to actually come up with uh, some examples. And the last point I, I wanted to make is, and it, I think it bridges perfectly with this, is go back to that little lacrosse fantasy you set up for Alex. Imagine how miserable his life would be, no matter how long it was, if that's all his life was was yeah. being told by you in perpetuity and forever over the timeless event horizon for infinite ever. Yeah. You're Alex, great. you're, you're a champion. So yeah. yeah. yeah you won wonderful. this game. As he grows to age 30, 40, 50, 60, for, in his athletic prime, his dad is still protecting him, of, 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 in give, protecting this fantasy of his right. that no, you constructed right. just so he never feels any disappointment. Right. No disappointment, no hurt. No shame. That's what they would like. And that's, that's wraps up beautifully with everything that we've been saying when it comes to even Wonder Woman, the, the Wonder Woman uh, uh, discussion we had, but more significantly on the uh, transgender stuff. The, the notion that there's anything goes. You, you feel like it, you do it. And that's, that's their whole mantra. And if you argue that, that that's not good enough or that that's not a good mantra to live by, well, they look at you like you're crazy. And, but I'm simply telling you, my friends, you keep up this mantra, bad things will start happening. Things that you know are bad today, but in seven years hence, you'll say, what's wrong with that? Because you know how I know that? Because it's exactly what you said when it came to gay marriage. It's exactly what you said when it came to the transgenderism. And now you're saying, what's wrong with that? 
I'm Barack Lurie. We'll talk with you next week.